Good morning, everybody. It's the 14th of April, and I'm joined today by Solomon Nevins, Nathan Sweeney, and Seamus Lyons. Nathan, can I start with you? Uh, it seemed to be a very strong week for US equities last week. Good morning, Lorna. Yes, we had an extremely strong week for the S&P last week. So the S&P was up over 12% on the week. What you saw was that some of the sectors which were heavily beaten down, such as energy and financials, really performed well on the week. And, you know, some of that was driven by the fact that if we look at the level of COVID cases in the U.S., they appear to be dropping. So if you look at the level of cases, they appear to have peaked on the 4th of April at 34,000. And as of yesterday, we had a figure of 26,000. So that's encouraging for the market. And then secondly, we also had the Fed coming out and announcing an increase in the stimulus package that had already been announced. So they're looking to implement a stimulus package of around 2.3 trillion, quite a big number here. And they're really looking to try and provide support for small businesses, and local governments who are going to have funding gaps over the next couple of months because of shutdown to ensure that those companies have got access to finance, essentially. We've seen a positively similar week for the high yield markets, Seamus. Indeed, Lorna. Um, high yield has really performed quite strongly in the last couple of weeks, and last week was no different. Just linked to what occurred on US equities, the stimulus, again, coming from the Federal Reserve, played a big part in this. So on Thursday, they announced that they would actually support the high yield market in terms of buying ETFs. So this is unprecedented to directly go out and buy ETFs, which directly support uh, the underlying bonds in the market. So very strong, positive technical for the market as well, because the trading costs in the market got quite wide. And so the Fed coming in and, and having the ability to buy bonds certainly is a strong support for the market. Any impact for the fallen angels that we spoke about a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, so as part of that stimulus package, they also announced that they would come and buy fallen angels. So the companies from the investment grade side are going to be downgraded. So again, this was a big pressure hanging over the high yield market. And also on the investment grade side as well, there's an issue for um, the kind of low rated triple B part of the market. So again, coming out and saying that they're going to support uh, fallen angels to buy these bonds, again, is another strong technical support for the market. So strong positive action from the Fed there. Solomon, in the oil market, there have been dramatic events. Yeah, so there was an historic agreement between OPEC and other large G20 producing nations on Thursday. They agreed the largest production cuts in history, cuts that are twice the size of those made during the global financial crisis, and amount to 9.7 million barrels per day reduction, which is 10% of global supply. Now, surprisingly, oil prices were actually down on the week despite this agreement partly reflecting the fact that previous week was a record high week with oil up almost 40%. And I think the reality that even with cuts on this scale, it's still unlikely to be enough to offset the fall in demand, which is expected to be around twice the size of these production cuts. And could you give us some sort of sense of expectations for that fall in demand for this year? So oil demand is expected to fall by around 25-30% of previous demand levels. So really giving us an insight into the scale of destruction caused by the coronavirus and the reduction in manufacturing and transport activity. And if you stick with the commodity markets, um, a surprisingly strong week for gold. Yes, gold had a very strong week last week, it was up 6.5% and broke through the $1,700 resistance level. 
And that comes despite the equity market see having a very strong week as well so still displaying this quite unusual behavior of not really performing like traditional risk-off asset as over the week government bonds were flat to slightly negative so if we look then at the week ahead nathan if you could give us some sort of flavor of what's coming up for us sure i think you know the big focus this week it's obviously clearly on covid cases continuing to see a decline in the u.s And we also are expecting maybe Donald Trump to announce a reopen date or a return to work date for the U.S. But the key focus, I think, this week is going to be earnings. So we have companies reporting their earnings for Q1. We have a lot of banks reporting earnings this week. So investors will be looking at these earnings for any early insights into the scale of the impact of COVID-19. And I think importantly, the SEC or the Securities and Exchange Commission within the US has explicitly told companies to focus on what they expect the impact to be of COVID-19 and try to articulate this to investors. And that's important because it'll help investors get a sense of what to expect going forward from earnings, particularly for Q2. So if we look at uh, quarter one specifically, we expect earnings to be down around 10%. And are we expecting anything else on fiscal policy? We are expecting to see more on the fiscal stimulus side. We have seen some big packages already, but we have seen some recent calls by senators in the US looking to cover business wage costs to a similar level of coverage that we've seen in the UK. So covering 80% of business wage costs and then also providing bonuses for businesses who hire back workers who they've fired in the last 30 days. So this is something that's been talked about. Whether it materializes or not, we'll have to wait and see. But this would be quite a positive development. Yes, indeed, and positive in establishing recovery. We'll leave it there. Thank you all very much. Thank you. Thank you.